Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Emissions should be plummeting. Instead, they're breaking dangerous new records. Ahead of COP28, a scathing new UN report warns that the world is barreling toward an unavoidable catastrophe. It's a plea for world leaders to step up their ambition. By Matt Simon. Next week, world leaders will head to Dubai for the Conference of the Parties, a United Nations annual climate meeting, to finalize the first global stock take, assessing progress toward the Paris Agreement's goals. The UN Environment Program is not mincing words about how far from those goals nations are. Today, ahead of COP28, it is releasing a damning report. Broken record, temperatures hit new highs, yet world fails to cut emissions again. It finds that instead of falling, global greenhouse gas emissions went up 1.2% between 2021 and 2022, and now sit at a record high. To keep warming to the Paris Agreement's upper limit of 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, emissions would have to crash by 28% in only seven years. They'd have to fall by 42% if we stand any chance of limiting warming to 1.5 degrees, the agreement's more aspirational goal. This year's report is called a broken record for a reason, says Taryn Franson, a report co-author and the director of science research and data at the World Resources Institute. Not only did the world blow past previous emissions and temperature records this year, but also as authors we know we sound like a broken record. Year after year, we say the world is not doing enough to address climate change. Humanity is barreling in the wrong direction. Unless nations get serious about increasing their ambitions, the world is on track to wildly overshoot the Paris goals, warming somewhere between 2.5 and 2.9 degrees Celsius, the report notes. That would be catastrophic given the effects we're already seeing at 1.1 degrees of warming, and considering that mere fractions of a degree add to the pain. This September was on average 1.8 degrees hotter than pre-industrial times, smashing the month's previous record by 0.5 degrees. That doesn't mean we've blown past the Paris Agreement's 1.5 degree limit just yet, since that refers to sustained temperatures, not monthly records. The report adds that governments are planning on producing more than twice the amount of fossil fuels in 2030 than the Paris Agreement's ambitions would allow. And that's even as the price of renewables continues to crater and electric vehicle adoption is growing. The issue is the pace, says Franson. Things are just not going fast enough because we essentially wasted decades not taking action. Now I would say we are taking action and it's having an effect, but we need to go so much faster. 
Transitioning to renewables is sound economic policy with a host of co-benefits. In the United States, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 is pouring hundreds of billions of dollars into the green economy, and it has already created 75,000 jobs, by one estimate. Burning less fossil fuels also improves air quality, reducing health care costs. So just do it already. It's both a frustration, but also good news, because it does show us that it's possible, says Ann Olhoff, chief scientific editor of the new report. There's no reason not to do this. And I think that most countries and decision makers are running out of good reasons for not doing so. If countries meet their net zero pledges, meaning they remove as much carbon from the atmosphere as they're adding, we might be able to limit the rise above pre-industrial temperatures to 2 degrees. However, the UN warns net zero pledges are not currently considered credible. None of the G20 countries are reducing emissions at a pace consistent with their net zero targets. Responsibility for climate change falls squarely on rich nations and the most powerful people within them. The 10% of the world's populations with the highest income is responsible for almost half of emissions, while the bottom 50% contributed just 12%, the report points out. While the U.S. makes up 4% of the global population, it's been responsible for 17% of warming between 1850 and 2021. The U.S. has started to turn its trend around. Just last week, a national assessment found its emissions actually fell by 12% between 2005 and 2019. But that's nowhere near enough to meet the nation's climate goals. Meanwhile, China's feverish growth means it was responsible for 30% of greenhouse gas emissions in 2021. But the nation is also investing massively in renewables and EVs. The G20 as a whole currently accounts for more than three-quarters of global emissions. India makes up 18% of the world's population, but thus far, it has only been responsible for 5% of warming. Failure to make progress now increases humanity's future reliance on still nascent technologies like carbon capture, which will attempt to scrub carbon from the atmosphere, the UN emphasizes. Startups are beginning to deploy direct air capture tech, but at nowhere near the scale needed to make a dent in emissions. The report notes that these novel techniques are currently minuscule at 0.002 gigatons of CO2, compared to humanity's annual CO2 emissions of around 40 gigatons. The longer we wait, the more that stock builds up, and then the more of that stock you have to actively remove, says Franzen. Another way to remove carbon is to bolster ecosystems like forests. Such land-based methods sequester around 2 gigatons of CO2 each year as plants grow, and also boost biodiversity but they can be fragile. If a massive wildfire tears through, that carbon goes right back into the atmosphere. And overall, land use decisions are heading in the wrong direction. Each year between 2012 and 2021, 7 gigatons of CO2 were emitted due to land use changes, according to a commentary published in September in the journal One Earth. Deforestation was the main driver. In the Amazon, for instance, ranchers chopped down the rainforest and burned the detritus, both adding carbon to the atmosphere and reducing the landscape's ability to capture it again. Accordingly, parts of the Amazon are transforming from carbon sinks into carbon sources, further exacerbating climate change. CO2 isn't the only greenhouse gas we have to worry about, the commentary notes. Methane is a far more potent planet warmer, spewing from oil and gas wells and from cow burps. The global food system is responsible for 35% of total greenhouse gas emissions and beef for a quarter of that. Cutting down methane emissions from the livestock sector is going to require dietary shifts, says earth scientist Gokul Iyer of the Pacific Northwestern National Laboratory and University of Maryland, lead author of the commentary. That'll be extra challenging as developing nations bring more people into the middle class and the demand for meat grows. Black carbon, too, is a widespread yet underreported problem. 
This comes from the incomplete burning of fossil fuels like the black smoke you see pouring from a diesel truck, or from cooking charcoal, or even from rocket launches. Black carbon is a very, very powerful climate pollutant, says Yusuf Jamil, a researcher at the Climate Group Project Drawdown and co-author of a recent report on black carbon. On a very short time scale, its global warming potential is estimated to be between several hundreds to a thousand times more than carbon dioxide. These particles are a major component of air pollution, which kills between 4 to 7 million people a year, and when they fall on snow and ice, they melt the snowpack. Darker snow absorbs more of the sun's energy, so it melts faster. A recent paper found that switching to renewable energy will help preserve the snowpack and provide more drinking water. There are simple ways to reduce black carbon, deploy more electric vehicles, and switch to cleaner cooking fuels. Doing so would bring almost immediate results, because although it is a powerful planet warmer, black carbon stays in the sky for no more than a month. Yet vanishingly few countries have considered black carbon in their Paris Agreement climate goals, says Jamil, which is a big problem given how powerful the solution is. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.